college education affordable. And the, the way to do that is to increase state funding to higher ed. Now, having said that, uh, it, it's, it's a difficult time for that particular message to gather the support it would need to become a law. Because in the Ohio House and in the Ohio Senate, the Republicans hold the vast majority of the seats. And in order to get a bill through, we have to have at least 50 votes, but there are only 38 Democrats currently in the Ohio House. We're hoping to pick up more seats in the 2020 election, and we have some outstanding candidates running for some very, uh, very close districts where we think we can bring in a few more Democrats, which would increase the number we have in the House. And there are also some strong candidates in the Senate. So I'm hoping that in the next General Assembly, a bill like that one that I was just mentioning to increase state funding to our higher education, especially the public colleges and universities, would be something that would gather some support. Right now, many students who take a loan, it's a federal loan, and the rate is 8%, which is a very high percentage rate for a loan for education. And I, in fact, talked to a woman the other day who was 80 years old, who was still paying back a college loan that she took out when she was 30. So there's some mistakes in the system, clearly, and we need to clarify and clean those up. Federal loans requires action in Washington, D.C. So again, getting a stronger uh, a number of uh, like-minded people elected to office in the U.S. Congress would improve uh, federal funding for college as well, because federal loans used to be much less expensive in terms of what the loan, you know, the percentage of, of, of the percentage rate on that loan was. Um, in terms of, of uh, healthcare, I know that both of you work in that field, and um, my husband, uh, late husband, had uh, kidney failure and was on um, hemodialysis which we did at home um, three times a week for five hours a time for 13 years. And then he got a kidney transplant after we moved back to Ohio, which lasted for another 16 years. So his life was extended by 30 years because all of that was paid for by Medicare. So I feel very lucky that we had that support but think that everyone who has any kind of very serious, significant medical problem, which can be helped through uh, early diagnosis and treatment uh, to stave off some of the serious consequences. So someone who is diabetic, for example, if they're mindful of their blood sugar levels, they can take care of themselves, have a healthy diet, exercise, uh, listen to their doctors, then they can push off some of the more serious consequences of, of, of uh, diabetes. Um, and, and so I think that we need to make sure that people do have good, um, I, I even think, you know, government supported healthcare. Right now, uh, many people who um, work for small industries, which closed in the middle of this pandemic, have lost not only their paycheck, but their health insurance. And we asked to have them be allowed to go on to the uh, ACA, the um, uh, Affordable Care Act, and we're told no, they couldn't. 
So I think a bunch of people are still lacking health insurance, which is so important. Uh, one of my brothers, now uh, deceased, uh, totally unrelated to his illness, but didn't have health insurance. And when he went to the doctors, they always insisted that he pay up front 100% of the cost. And yet when I go to the doctor, I have insurance and my insurance company organizes and, and bargains for a much lower rate, which they pay on my behalf. So people without insurance have to pay way more than those of us who do, which is not also not fair. So looking at our healthcare system, uh, reining in the costs of healthcare, the prices that are charged is important, and making sure that everyone has, has good access to healthcare is important, um, especially if we can get people in for well, wellness checks when they're, when they're well and get them in the habit of going in regularly to get their health checked, then we can diagnose things early before they become very serious. I apologize, I forget um, uh, middle of the start recording, I thought I was recording, but I'm gonna, just while I started clicking, it worked fine. But I'm gonna go back again, uh, focus with listening. Um, we have here today, State uh, Representative Mary Lightbow, District 19. Uh, those of you really live in those districts will be, make sure that you touch Mary Lightbow. is a wonderful, wonderful advocate for all. So again, I just wanna make sure that Mary Light is really somebody who's advocating many issues, Ohio in general, especially those who are dealing with multiple issues, economic, education. She has somebody who faced all those critical, especially healthcare, education. Somebody who you can simulate when you look at her family with the one through, so she understands all those issues. So I want to make sure each and everyone who lives in the district, uh, New Albany, uh, Westerville, Gehana, uh, Columbus area, the borderline, please, Minerva, I know so many members of the community, so please touch that, uh, make sure that you get voted and this election is much critical. So again, I just gonna go back again, the Senate's recording, I miss it. Mary Lightbulb, can you just do this introduction yourself so that way I catch that pieces, I missed it. Just introduce yourself. I, I certainly, I'm so glad to be here talking with you this evening and reaching out to the Somalis who live in my district. Uh, I'm Mary Lightbody. I live in um, the northeast corner, I represent the northeast corner of Franklin County, Westerville, New Albany, Gahanna, uh, Minerva Park, and a little bit of Columbus. I'm a teacher by background. I taught middle school science in Columbus City Schools for a number of years before I moved into gifted education in Columbus and then Hilliard and then Westerville schools. I finished a PhD in 2004 in science education and have been teaching at the Ohio State University at the Newark campus since 2007. I was elected in 2018 as first time candidate running for office uh, in order to represent my district and give back and help people in a significant way. Um, uh, so 2018, I was elected into a district which had not had Democratic uh, candidate elected uh, except once since 1967 and that was my friend Marion Harris, who was elected in 2008 when President Obama was elected. She served for two years, but was not reelected. So uh, I'm the only other Democrat who's ever been elected. And I work very hard to help my district. People have been calling my office 
especially during the COVID um, crisis, um, to get help with unemployment. Sometimes they made a mistake in the application and reached out and we've been able to help them get their unemployment benefits, uh, which is so important. Uh, I serve on three committees in the Ohio House, one that's on commerce and uh, labor, which is the jobs related piece. I'm very happy to be there. I also serve on the higher education committee, working on uh, policies that affect our public colleges and universities. And I'm on the agriculture and rural development, working with the farmers and farm policies as well. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Lightbull. Appreciate it for your uh, uh, dedication. Um, and, and also, um, um, uh, Saeed, as, as well as here, Saeed, you could say a few words yourself and those who really uh, not know you much about, but you engage so much activities in our community that thank you for what you're doing and, and impacting our communities in general and, and in our neighborhood as well. Uh, thank you, Burhan, Brother Burhan. Uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, I've been working for Center for Somali American Engagement for such a, such a long time. I've really been enjoyed. Uh, uh, my name is Saeed. I work for home care setting for a long time, for 10 years. And I've been studying public health. I'm a graduate of public health. And I've been working for community for, for a long time, long time. I really feel I'm so glad to I'm so glad to hear today, Mary, that she's been on board with us for being uh, helping the community such a, as a state representative. And I think it's been great honor to me for me today to hear Mary is going to help us for this election. And this election matters because this election is on 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 economic economics on the battle on on the uh, I mean on the on, on the on the issue and also coronavirus outbreak is on, on the ballot as well. I think it's one of the most crucial elections and century, I believe, because uh, people of, of color, people of our uh, uh, community are really impacted for corona, uh, coronavirus outbreak, are really working hard. And I thank for, uh, thank for, for, for Burhan for being with us, for an uh, active member of the community and be working for him for a long time. Thank you for Burhan. Thank you, thank you, Mary. Thank you. Uh, when I was reading, one of your uh, opponent was saying, um, you know, Black Lives Matters, you know, and equality, I was attended. But at the same time, you know, uh, this is issue that uh, many of us, we care about housing, inequality, um, uh, injustice, you know, uh, those are, are, are critical uh, issue that as a, as a human, we all make sure that everyone get access for care and healthcare, education, housing. Uh, those are the most important thing uh, our uh, lifetime. So what you're uh, into uh, uh, police brutality is happening, Across the board, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, issues on, on, on uncertainty in happening across the U.S., across the, everywhere. Uh, we see our city um, and we people are demanding more uh, uh, access for uh, safety for children. I myself have a son who is 16 years old, you know, um, who's uh, black, who's local. You know, we all human who make sure that everybody treated equally. So what you can take on that issue as well? Well, I certainly think that racism is a public health crisis. And I think that the COVID virus has revealed very starkly how differently the virus plays out in our black and brown communities because of lack of, 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 of good health care for, for centuries, really, uh, for discrimination, which has um, forced people into disadvantaged uh, situations 
where they've not been treated fairly, they've not been given equal opportunities. Um, and I think we need to address those significantly, uh, not just with um, how, we, how we govern ourselves and how we keep our communities safe, but what are some of the consequences and how can we address these in a very systemic way? So in the Ohio House of Representatives, we have been bringing forth a number of bills which so far haven't gone anywhere, but, um, but which we have introduced, which will help us reform some of the systemic situations that we see. So we have a, a, a bill that would prohibit the law enforcement agencies from profiling or from using racial quotas. So they have to pull over this many people of, uh, who are white or this many people who are black. I mean, no, you pull people over if they're driving because they're breaking the law in some way, uh, or they have a taillight or a headlight that's out and the police stop them and correct, you know, say, you know, you, I stopped you because your headlight's out, let's get that fixed. But uh, it, for me, it's a, very, um, it's a very significant issue. I know that because my skin is white, I have benefited from, from, that, from having white skin. And yet I have many friends who are black who've explained to me that when, they walk, when they're driving down the street and um, white people are walking by in the sidewalk, the, the uh, white people, uh, the, no wait, let me do this wrong. The white people are driving their cars down the street and the black people are on the sidewalk. The people driving the car will reach over and lock their car doors simply because there's a black person walking by. Or uh, a family will go into a store and um, if the family is black, they might be followed by store security anticipating that there may be shoplifting, which that's just a very clear indication of, of racial profiling and discrimination. Um, but worse, I think people won't rent their house to someone who is black or they won't provide an affordable loan to a family who are, who are black, even though they may have uh, you know, a well-paying job and, um, you know, every intention of uh, being a law-abiding citizen, they're discriminated against. Um, we, so the Democrats also have a bill that will require that an, when a police officer is involved in a shooting or other misconduct, that that would be investigated independently rather than by the police force themselves. I think that... Um, we want to make sure that we have a database, which the attorney general would keep, where officers who are repeated offenders, repeatedly um, using violence in situations where they should not be, um, are, that, that information is tracked. And if a police officer is fired from their job for that behavior, that that also would be tracked. So that that person can't move from one police force to a second to a third and continue that very violent behavior. Many times our police officers are very good, very helpful and maintain security in our communities. So I think we're really only talking about a very small number of police officers who might have stepped across a line. And I mean, I understand, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, your adrenaline is pumped up and uh, people react quickly in a situation where they might have reacted differently. So I think we need to increase the amount of training that we provide our police officers. 
and also engage in a, a dialogue between community members and the police so that there's a better relationship. I live in Westerville. Two years ago, we had two Westerville police officers who were killed in a domestic violence situation to, at a location where the police officers had been called out many times before. And, and yet, it was the first time that a police officer in, in Westerville had been killed in the line of duty. Absolutely devastated the community. And there's a huge outpouring of support for the very excellent police force here in Westerville. Um, and they've had a couple incident, most police forces do, I think, of officers who made a, made a mistake. And they've, they've been dealing with that fairly well. I have personally a very good relationship uh, I did a ride around with a police officer in Westerville. I was in a Westerville Police Academy, you know, learning as a citizen about how the police force works. Um, I did grow up as a child uh, in east of Cleveland, and the police, the police chief lived across the street from us and was a very good friend of ours. So I grew up, you know, knowing and understanding sort of how police operate from the inside. Uh, but again, that was a rural community and a fairly long time ago. So things have changed. Um, I'm pretty concerned about um, this weaponization of our police forces where the military sells, you know, um, equipment that they don't need or, or have an excess to police officers and police forces. Uh, and I think we should look at that a little bit too. But mostly I think we need to have justice in our police force and, and work on that and, and maintain security. Um, it's startling to me when I talk to families uh, who have sons like you, Barhan, who are 16, 17 years old, you have to teach your black sons how to behave when they're pulled over. You know, put your hands on the steering wheel. Don't move. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, I need to get my, my um, information out of my wallet. May, may I have permission to, you know, reach and get my wallet? Well, I never taught my son those things. And yet he was pulled over by the police for speeding and you know, there was no particular, he was, he was guilty, you know, and he paid his fine and learned his lesson. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it, there was no, you know, physical confrontation, again, because he was white. And um, I'm very sensitive and aware of that and think that, you know, we can work on this. This is something we can, we can fix. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the George Floyd and the Breonna Taylor and some of the numerous situations where black people have been killed when they shouldn't have been when they shouldn't no violence that violence shouldn't have escalated to that point it makes us realize that this is something we have to to work on uh, i attended black Lives matters marches in gahanna in westerville and in new albany uh proudly and spoke with many of the young people there and my experience when i was a in high school in Thailand as an exchange student, I think gives me significant perspective on what it's like to be in the minority because I was the only white person in my school and um, everyone else was Thai. And, you know, they treated me very nicely, but uh, it was clear that I was different and had a different culture. Um, I'm very respectful of people's religions and their cultures and think that that is what enriches our country and makes us better and makes us stronger. So I'm doing what I can from my position in the State House to bring forward some bills, support bills, which my colleagues are bringing forward that will address some of the uh, brutality issues 
um, the confrontations. We need to get rid of, we should not be using tear gas, which is a weapon of war. Um, there are other ways to restrain crowds without going to that effort. And uh, uh, I think that if we can work on it together, we'll get through it and improve things. Thank you, thank you. Uh, appreciate it, uh, uh, Mary, you know, uh, for your uh, dedication and um, impacting and lifelong uh, for anybody who cares about, you know, uh, issues, um, all of us impacting. And, and, and I hope and I, I, and I know people of uh, New Albany, Gahana, Westerville, uh, north side of Minerva, uh, uh, watching and definitely will see it. Uh, the impact that you care about them, you know, things that you really shows for your dedication last two years, the stuff you have done. So I just want to turn to Saeed. Saeed, you could um, say things. Yes, I did have say, I have, uh, agree with the Mary was just saying about um, we can, we can, we can fix, we can fix because the thing is that um, uh, we can work through our community, we can train our community to say that uh, our law enforcement agency are, are, the, are the good people, the, the people that makes us safe. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that they, we also make sure our community to understand that uh, our police are most important part of the community. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, most of the things that I agree with Mary about saying about, let's establish, let's establish a bridge between understanding of community and police. I think it's the most important thing we have to do, fix things because we, we the more we open dialogue, the more, more we open, voices for the community, I think it matters because the thing is that our communities are really, really, really hurting now uh, due to a pandemic, uh, coronavirus. Um, and and, 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 and I, again, you see um, what Mary was just saying that um, healthcare disparities is, is a big gap. There's a big gap between now um, for people of color um, having a quality of, quality of care. Uh, you can imagine that they lost a job, and um, I was just reading today one of the data of statistics of a labor 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 department saying that in September unemployment rate was seven point nine percent, and imagine that um, that uh, among that twelve point one percent unemployed by Black uh, African American and, and and people of color, and then imagine that number is so so higher, uh, people are laid off their uh, jobs and. They have no access with the healthcare. It's really sad. It's really sad, and uh, I hope this is going to work out through. And uh, we therefore have our community beforehand and make sure that they understand things. They have to vote for for this election. It's so important for them to do. And that's about it. Thank you so much for having been working this community harder and harder, and work, making the understanding the issues on the ballot right now. Thank you, uh, thank you, Saeed. Uh, uh, Mary, as you know. Um, you know, as you mentioned, racism inequality is, is a, for real, you know, um, especially um, this election, um, uh, we see it, you know, um, uh, last few years, how people, neighbors and communities are becoming un-American, you know, like crime, angry, and you know, stuff like that. So, you know, and many people on uh, uh, who I line with, who I actually know them, um, discussion about inequality in the police, uh, policing on the communities, minorities, a lack of uh, integration in terms of policing. You know, um, there is no uh, um, um, integration for policing when you have a large diversity um, uh, um, uh, communities that don't have uh, people who look like them. You know, um, a lot of issues raised was, you know, many people who don't leave the district was coming outside policing them rather than hiding them 
and, and we don't need using gas tears, all those stuff, you know, because if they live in the neighborhood, they probably care about because they're part of their communities, they're part of their children there, you know, so that way mm-hmm. that puts a lot of limbo, a lot of uh, minorities because of those issues are critical because of what we're seeing that these days people are saying, demanding on them, we need the police to be uh, hired within the community. So when things happen, they ease it down. You don't have huge confrontation feelings and brutality and all those things. So what's your take on this? Well, obviously, if you have community members who serve in the community, they know the community well. And that's not just in the police force. It's also the firefighters. It's also the government employees, the city employees, the school teachers. And, uh, you know, I have an education background. And I know that many of our school districts would very much like to have more diversity in the schools as well among the teachers. And they have a hard time finding teachers uh, who have, who have uh, diversity um, and, and the cultural diversity and are also from the community. I have a bill that I'm gonna introduce in the next GA called Grow Your Own, right? So the school districts could, it would incentivize someone from a, a school district which has a high free and reduced lunch population will pay for their college if they decide, if they say they're gonna be a teacher, mm-hmm. will pay for them to go to college, become a teacher, and then they go back to their same school district and serve for five years. I think that that would be a way that we can increase the diversity in our schools, which, you know, if you, if you grow up with role models who are like yourself and in teaching or in the police force or in the firefighters or in any career, then you can see yourself in those careers. And that would be an advantage for all of our communities. In terms of, of being um, in, increasing the diversity in the police force, I know from conversations with the police forces in my district that they would like that as well. And again, have a hard time finding people who are willing to, uh, to take up that, that position. Um, it, it's, it's a difficult one, it's a difficult job. You put your life on the line every day and uh, not everyone is willing to do that. Um, I think uh, that certainly that would help, I think. And, and I, your idea of having, one, having a hiring from within the communities is also very, very important um, and uh, would um, increase the, you know, just casual when police officers or firefighters are off the job they're in the grocery stores and shopping mm-hmm. in the stores and so on and walking mm-hmm. their dog on the streets. Yeah. And, you know, you get a sense of the community and right. increases the, the community spirit and the collaboration that can right. exist. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to write up. Um, um, I just want to make sure, you know, uh, please vote. You know, this election is a critical, you know, is a please vote. This election come out, bring your family members, your friend, those who you know them, those your neighbors, Involve them, support Mary Lightboard District 19. We need her to stay that district. Please support her again. Please, if you leave those districts, engage for your state representative Mary Lightboard. She's an amazing woman. She has been done amazing things over neighbors and communities. She always involves, she always crossed the aisle. She's walking somebody. We don't know blue or red states. We have to, as a human beings, we have to work together and make a better place, place that we live in. What you want and what I need, we combine, we make a great our districts. So I just want to say thank you, Mary, for your dedication, for your determination, for caring about uh, districts and cross aisle walking with the people. Appreciate it for your time, your service. We'll continue for this conversation going on. I want to say thank you again for your coming tonight. 
our broadcast. We appreciate it. And many more uh, comment. We will discuss these issues. And again, we'll be able to let them know that our communities and members who live those New Albany, Guyana, Westerville, vote, please vote. If you haven't voted yet, please vote it. Please vote it. Mary Lightboard, District 19, she deserves. Again, I want to say thank you, Saeed, for your um, dedication, for your time. I just want to say a few conclusion words for each, each and every one. Uh, Mary, for your last conclusion. Well, I'd just like to say if people would like to know more about me, I have a pretty good website, which is marylightbody.com. Welcome you to go there. Also, I'm on Facebook, Mary Lightbody OH19. And uh, anyone can contact me through my state house office if you need help with unemployment or uh, you, you have a problem or an issue, something that I could help you with. My job essentially as a state representative is not only to pass laws and work on laws, but also to provide connections to any government service. And if people don't know who to contact, well, contact me because that's my job is to help you make the connections and, and find the help that you need. Um, my, my email is rep19 at ohiohouse.gov. Thank you. Saeed? Uh, I just want to thank for Brother Burhan that this makes possible tonight. And I want to, I want to thank for Mary being working uh, with us as a community and a lot of issues on it. And I will be continuing working for our Center of Somali American Engagement for Lombardi issues. But I want to say one thing again, as Burhan, Brother Burhan said that, Please vote. Please vote. This is election is is so important, so crucial. There's a lot of under issues on the ballot, healthcare, coronavirus outbreak, and place in America. And I think this election is so important for us, for all each and everybody of us. At the end of the day, there's no red and there's no blue state. At the end of the day, we are here of the United States of America. We're all in one. Make sure that we are not we're united as in the United States of America. And we uh, we have to make sure that we make sure that we we help each other. We make sure that we work on through with it, this process of, 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 of understanding what the election is about. And this election is so important for us, for everybody. Thank you very much, for for having me tonight. I just want to say one more last thank you so much for each and every one. Our, um, uh, we're honored to have our, you know, our wonderful friend for the community, Mary Lightbulb District 19. Please vote it and involved and make sure you impact your community and neighbors because this election is crucial. You know, we have to come out and vote. Those who doesn't vote yet, please go and vote in a volunteer and help. Also help Mary Lightboat the 619. We need it. Thank you again for again all each and every year. Thank you. God bless you and thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.